I've paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence But committed no crime And bad mistakes I've made a few I've had my sheriff's and kicked in my face But I came through Oh, no, no, no These are your champions And that is all I am doing for the purposes of the show Everyone, say it with me now It's Endgame time! We're in the Endgame now oh, <laughs> You are kidding me Hello and welcome to Well Good Movies, or shall I say, welcome to Endgame, the Champions Cut. So this is the day we've all been waiting for. Ever since last year where we had our very first Endgame special, this is the only way that this can end. The winners of previous Endgame specials coming together for one final battle to see who is the greatest champion of the Endgame, who makes the Champions Cut. I'm your host, Craig McDonald, yet again usurping power, getting rid of David. Even so much to the point, I've exiled him to a different town and a different location, as many people who can see on the screen will see behind you. But enough about me. This isn't about me, despite most things generally should be about me. Let's meet the teams. First up, we have the very first champions of this game, competing all the way back in September 2020. Jesus Christ, what a time it's been since then. Frankly, just any time. One is a historian of films. The other is a historian of history. Please welcome to the show, Stefano Florakis and Die Hill. Woo! Hello. Hello, both. How are you doing? We are ready to not whack people for our own title. We are very lawful citizens, and we're not going to do anything wrong. Yeah, because obviously since last time, uh, you made your team name on the idea that you were mobster attorneys. So I'm guessing you've gone for a career change that we'll find out later on? We cannot yeah, go more deny anything. Cool. I can't wait to see what sort of legitimate business you two have gone into this time. Anyway, bringing on our second team. These are some of the more recent champions that we've had to the show. Both friends from outside of the film world within debating. One is a, is a massive semi-professional quizzer. The other is a proponent of weird films and horses. Please welcome to the show, Ed Mason and Alexandra McCready. Woo! Yay! Hello, both. Hey, I'm so glad that you can get my name right. Have you not seen how many words I've butchered today and frankly just over this weekend? Anyway, how are we doing? How pumped are we feeling? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just on the good end of a, of a long headache that I've had all day, so I, sh I should be fine for this. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it's any worse than the sort of headache you two put me through for having to watch Pudsy the Dog the movie a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, 
Let's bring in our third and final team. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons stemming from having children to auditioning for shows, I'm not going to tell you who is who. Uh, sat, unfortunately, uh, Dan Mitchell and Shelley Taylor were unable to make the recording today. So instead, what we've done is we've taken their partners and have merged them into what is likely going to be a superpower and frightening team, whether that be in terms of quality or in terms of, oh, Jesus Christ, what are they going to do? One is a, is a prominent drag artist. The other is a semi-professional writer. Please welcome to the show, Lucy Fur and Paul Hunt. Woo! Yeah. There we go. I was a bit worried I was the only one applauding there, as if everyone else was just terrified with fear. Anyway, how are we doing? How are you both? My cat died, so that was a bit sad. Oh, yes. When I first met Lucy on Facebook earlier, I thought I thought Lucy was joking. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that message, I, I also thought this was a joke. So um, I'd like to say I'm very sorry. And this episode is dedicated to the memory of Lucy's cat. Fingers. Um, His name was Fingers. Of course your cat was called Fingers. Just of course your cat was called Fingers. Anyway, so Paul, how was your day? Presumably, uh, I hope because you said you take you took your child to a to a a, a park. Uh, I took my child to a soft play center. Soft play center. He's been off school for two weeks with COVID, and I'm just on on edge at the moment in case the schools can't open because the teachers don't have petrol to get there because I really need him to go. Yeah, this has turned very cheery. Thank you very much, guys. I'd like to now introduce uh, my assistant for today. He's currently in the process of of building us a brand new recording studio so soon we will have some new digs that we get to explore we can actually record these episodes together in person for once but it does involve me having to go back and forth to chepstow please welcome the creator of well good movies david oscar hello hello yeah i'm busy constructing it's also nice to see you david not wearing your well good movies merch as opposed to me who is i i wore it for the 50th i thought you know just like change it up and also i was like it's a warm day. I've been like moving stuff and everything like that. So I was like, oh yeah, oh. t-shirts, the notoriously warm clothing. <laughs> so now that we've met everyone involved in this, let's remind ourselves of the rules. Because for some of us, it has been a while. You'll be playing in a series of games against each other with each rules of the games being explained before we do. The winner of each round will gain three points for their teams, second place gaining two points, and last place gaining a single point. To note, the points that you actually earn in the games themselves do not add to your team score. At the end of this, the team with the highest score at the end of these rounds is the ultimate winner of the Champions Cut. Are we excited? What I love in this situation, listeners, is that loads of people were, whilst on mute, nodding. So as much as I can understand that they're exciting, you guys are just like, they don't care. Anyway, let's go on to the bonus points to begin with, which are the team names. As, As usual, our contestants will have come up with a brand new team name that they'll have sent to David secretly, so I get to judge them in anonymity. Lucy, you're laughing. Why? Oh, no. Bring them on. So, first of all, we have blank and blank witness protection program. Brackets, you've got on the wrong side of the mob. We'll ensure your disappearance forever in our witness protection program. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, can Team you say- name number one. Oh, can you send that to me in a message? Because I can't write all that down. 
So that's oh. bas- so that's blank and blank witness protection agency. Brackets, you've got on the wrong side of the mob. We'll give, ensure give your me dis- a chance, boy. <laughs> Freaking hell! You got on the wrong side of the mob. We'll ensure your disappearance forever. And our witness protection program. Oh, okay. I think already I'll be able to guess who that is. Wonderful. Team name number two, please. Team name number two is. We spent at least 10 minutes trying to think of a better team name, and this is the best we could do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Okay, I have a feeling I know who that is. And the final team name? And the third team name, to go in line with the theme of very long names, is... Oh, no. Pussy Willow. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry, Pussy Willows. Oh, that makes all the difference to my opinion of that name. Okay, this is my opinion. I think my favorite. Uh, I think my favorite team name there, just because of the narrative that's been built up between these two. Because I know clearly who it is, but it's the uh, blank and blank witness protection agency. You gain two bonus points. Who could um, that be? Yeah, congratulations, Stefan Die. Yeah. Who no longer serve the mob. In... Actually, no, you still serve the mob. Um, I'm sorry. What? No. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. That is libelous. We in no way serve the mob. You guys need to stop. You need to stop winking when you say this to me, guys. Anyway, that's who the two bonus points are going to. The one bonus point. I'm going to give it to Pussy Willows. So congratulations, I assume, Lucy and Paul? Yeah! <laughs> what happened was I panicked. So I just texted David the first thing that came to my head. And the first thing that came to my head was Kathleen, I can't remember her last name, in <laughs> Serial Mom, just going, Pussy Willows! So I was like, Pussy Willows it is! And I never told Paul! <laughs> this is the first... I-, I could have played the game with you, Craig, to be honest. I have no idea what the name is. <laughs> I was going to message you and say, but I thought it was funnier just to let it happen. Although I just need to check because we are big fans of consent on this podcast. Paul, are you okay with this team name? Yeah, I'm fine with it. It was Kathleen Turner, I believe, is that? Yeah, I think it was Kathleen Turner. (laughs) Jesus, there are not many team names that could actually have an author credited to them. So congratulations. And finally, that means uh, I assume that Ed and Alex then are, we spent 10 minutes trying to think of a better team name. It's yeah. also just not true. We definitely didn't spend that long. I think Ed just was <laughs> like, do you have a team name? And I was like, no. Cool. You have talked yourself out of a potential bonus point. So, cool. So the indivi- uh, so the score starting out from the bonus round. Uh, Steph and I get two points. Lucy and Paul get one point. Alex and Ed are here. Okay. So, David, uh, are we good to go on to our next round? We are indeed. Cool. So welcome to the first official round, and welcome to Badly Explained Film Plots. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. So here's how this is going to work. I've instructed David to blind himself. I'm hoping he takes this very literally. 
I will show you the names of films and I want you to explain that film to David so that he's able to guess what film you're talking about. However, a couple of rules. You are not allowed to use the name of the film. You are not allowed to use the names of characters in the film. You cannot use the names of major props or plot points in the films. The example we've given here is if you have a Star Wars film, you can't talk about the Force. Uh, if you have, say, like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you can't can't talk about the Ark of the Covenant. And you will have one minute for both of you together to be able to describe this film to David so that he's able to guess what it is. Are there any questions before we begin? So, David, would you like to tell people how you intend to blind yourself? Well, I'm just going to cover the Mac. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure there are better ways to do that. Just covering the screen. <laughs> I mean, I, I gave him a number of suggestions that involved Tabasco sauce, but apparently he wasn't he wasn't keen on that. All right. So let's then begin. So the way I'll be doing this is I will be holding up a DVD of that film. Uh, and an interesting twist: Are there any volunteers of teams to go first? I wouldn't mind going first. Cool. So up first will be. Lucy and Paul in Pussy Willow. So this is actually going to be your first game together. So it's actually going to be interesting to see how you operate. Clock will start the moment I hold up the first film. Are you both ready? Yes. Yep. David, can you still hear us? <laughs> yep. I was going to say, you best check I'm ready. Just <laughs> can't see if I am. D believe it or not, David, as much as I threaten you, I do care about you and have you in full. <laughs> okay, your time starts now. I... Short adventure. The Hobbit. Yes. <laughs> well done. What the? Man has terrible time crop dusting. Um. <laughs> what? It looks um. old. It looks old, and there are people in it. Um. <laughs> I don't know the film. There's an aeroplane and a man in a. Oh, North by Northwest. Oh. Um, North, North by Northwest. That was right, David. Yeah, that was right. Sorry, Will Smith's son. Um, Karate Kid. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, if I tied a rope around my intestines, tied it to a door handle, and slammed the door, I would be uh, in pain. Um. <laughs> 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 It, inside. inside your head, can oh, I say in, that? Inside out. Uh, that's time, unfortunately. Uh, uh, and also Paul said the word inside, which I feel is included in the name inside out. Uh, but including the fact that I accidentally showed you a DVD cover with a massive sticker over one of the words in the title, you did very <laughs> well. So you scored three points. So uh, I thought we did better than that. I'm sorry, Paul. You answered most of them. Uh, I should be apologising to you. <laughs> I love short, short person. <laughs> and I was just like, luckily I watched something about the Hobbit the other day. So yeah, you're lucky on that one. I'm actually impressed that Paul, for North by Northwest, actually did what would have been considered like a traditional badly explained movie plot with bad, man has bad time crop dusting. Excellent. So next up, any volunteers? Mr. Hill? Yeah, we can go next. Uh, also, can we see names of directors? Yes. Because not many directors will have only directed one film. 
We hope. <laughs> but it's also, will David know this? You have to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's great. Okay, are you both ready? Yes. David, are you ready? Yes. Your time starts now. Um, Stone Age people, but they're not really Stone Age. It's named after the family. Nick uh, Cage and Emma Stone. Uh, the Croods. Next DVD. You love this. Uh, it's Captain Marvel, but you won an Oscar. Uh, Room. Yep. Uh, Broadway musical, and we pay that monthly. Uh, rent. Craig, say you're showing it again. I can't. I've lost I'm showing you. it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm show. The next one is up. Okay. All right. He swings around between buildings on ropes from his hands. Uh, Spider-Man. But not Sam Raimi. The MCU one. Uh. First one was it? Spider-Man: Homecoming. Next DVD is up. Oh, ah. uh, Los Angeles by singing and jazz by white people. Uh, La La Land. <laughs> Yeah, and that's time up. So you guys got five. Oh. I think the winner there has to be, it's jazz, but white people. <laughs> Excuse me, it's Moonlight. Come on, let's mm. not do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just need to check. Ed and Alex, are you ready? How are you feeling? Um, okay. I'll, I'll come, just check as well. Can we, it hasn't come out yet. Can we pass if we've never heard the film and don't know what's going on? Uh, no, you... Ed, no, we're not mm-hmm. doing that. Okay. It, it, uh, I would have had a clue what the cruise was, so if you would have been happy doing that, then yeah, sure. Right, you can make it up. Like, you don't actually have to know the plot. <laughs> just exp- just tell me what you see. <laughs> to be fair, Lucy had no idea what North by Northwest was, but was able to say there's a man in a field with a plane. Yeah, sure. I had no idea what the crudes were. I was on the verge of doing like an historical analysis of whether they looked like Neanderthals or not, and then realised <laughs> but... that's not going to help. So just checking. Are you ready? Yeah. David, are you ready? Yes. Your time starts now. Um, the uh, someone who protects, someone who shouldn't need protecting, who does bad things. Uh, so the person being protected is an assassin. He kills people for money. Deadpool. No, no, no like uh, the, just the a general occupation name. Uh, I can hear you then. Sorry. <laughs> Occupation uh, of someone who kills people for money. Isn't uh, the Hitman. Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. The Hitman's bodyguard. Next DVD yeah. is up. Can you move it up? I can't see the title. Okay, oh, so it's something that happened in the England in the 1640s. <laughs> yeah, so um, and in America. Uh, so there's two people fighting against each other in the, in the MCU. Uh, what happened in America in the 18th in the 19th century with slavery? What happened in England in the 17th century? Oh. <laughs> MCU films, which include teams fighting against each other. If there's a war, if there's a a battle within a country, what's it called? Uh, (laughs) Civil War. Ah, Civil War. Captain America Civil War. And that is your minute up. (laughs) That was so confusing. You said like 1640s. I was like, that can't be the MCU. What? (laughs) Because of Civil War. Okay, never mind. That's when the English Civil War. I Uh, I would like to say, I feel that David screwed you over in that game. Because what David was doing was letting you finish everything you wanted to say, as opposed to just trying to interrupt. (laughs) 
I was trying to guess that I was like spending the time guessing and because they said 1640s or something I was like oh right we're we're going down like you know Pride and Prejudice levels or something and then we mentioned the MCU so yeah so it confused me think of MCU films (laughs) okay MCU films said in the 1640s that's why I kept thinking I was like there isn't any what's going on well you guys will be glad to know that is the last of David's direct involvement in these end games hooray so your score for that your score for that round was two points. So the scores would be three points to Steph and Die, two points to Lucy and Paul, one point to Alex and Ed. Game number two: Scooby Doo or Scooby Boo? Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. So, David has kindly bought me a box full of straight-to-DVD films of the best cartoon character, Scooby-Doo. But some of them are fake. We don't like this. In turn, you'll be given the title of a straight-to-DVD Scooby-Doo movie, and I want you to tell us if it is Scooby-Doo, as in real, or Scooby-Boo, as in it's fake. In this, we'll basically want you to confer with your partner to basically decide between you whether you think it is it's real or fake. So yeah, I want you to find my Scoobies. I just want to de- check, David. Are you ready to keep score for this one? Uh, yes. Cool. So like Do you I said, remember I- Scoobies. This has reminded me of Scoobies. Remember those little lacy things people had around their wrists? <laughs> is that what you want people to find? What are you doing? <laughs> I tell you that this like that last game was your last direct involvement and now you're just like I need to be involved involve me Craig please just, you've just given me a flashback to something I haven't thought about since school in which everyone was like I got my Scoobies well congratulations uh we'll start with Steph and I then Lucy and Paul then uh, Ed and Alex are we ready Steph and I or blank and blank witness protection agency I'm not reading out the bracket they are Florakis and Hill. I obviously had to just take that out, by the way. Oh, Florakis and Hill. Okay. Florakis and Hill, witness protection agency. By the blanks, that sounds really nice. I mean, it's a, wit- it's a witness protection agency. It makes sense your names are blank and blank. Your first film. Scooby-Doo. Abracadabra-Doo. Because it does uh, sound stupid enough to be one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... You can imagine what that would be as well, you know, setting like magicians, doing like cheap magic, people coming in out of the boxes, you know, pull it, you know, one guy pulls a rabbit out of a hat, puts it back in, then his a monster comes out. That's pure Scooby-Doo. Uh, from all the stuff in film history, uh, there's the one thing that I really don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not care about Scooby-Doo? He's a dog that can talk. I think uh, this is real. I say real. Okay, so you're going Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo. Is it Scooby-Doo? It is Scooby-Doo. Congrats. So, Pussy Willows. Hello. Are you ready for your film? Yes. Ready. Right, so your film. Scooby-Doo and WWE, Curse of the Speed Demon. I Oh, I think this one might be real. I think I think it is. That was my first instinct. I'd Could, say real. Do you think real? Uh, I we think don't... it's real, but also, um, wouldn't Scooby Don't have been better instead of Scooby Boo? Perhaps. 
Perhaps, but it's also meant to be like the emphasis on the boo. Okay, so do you think that one's uh, real? Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, it is indeed a. Can I get some bonus points for some Scooby Doo trivia that I know? It depends on. We'll save it till later, perhaps. But what if someone else says it first? Then they'll get my point. I'll tell them not to say it until, like... Okay. Jesus, you're a needy child, I swear. Anyway, Ed and Alex, your title... Scooby-Doo Shaggy Showdown. Ed, what's your Scooby-Doo knowledge like? Um, my Scooby-Doo knowledge was there was a WWE one. That was the oh, end that's of helpful. Knowledge. That's really handy. Yes. Um... Sorry, what was it called again? Uh, Shaggy's Showdown. I think it could be real, but I'm also scared because the other two have been real. And maybe that means that the next one isn't. I don't know. Is Craig going to mess with this? Is Craig going to mess with this or make them all very easy ones to start? How how many do we get each, Craig? Is it just one? or? It'll be five each. How many Scooby-Doo movies are there? (laughs) Who's got the time to make about. Well, straight to DVD, there's about 30. Yeah. Theatrical releases, there's about three. Short movies, there's about seven. And then TV specials, there's a lot more. I want Scooby-Doo, the musical. I think that'll be fun. But anyway, Ed, I think it's real. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's real. Like, if we wanted to meta this, we could say maybe Craig is then, like, an easy one to start with. Like, Shaggy Showdown sounds like a straightforward one for them to do. Do we think so. Craig would have come up with Shaggy Showdown, or do we think that that's something the Scooby-Doo producers have made up? I think Scooby-Doo producers. I mean, I mean someone made it up, but just, you know, I don't know. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo. And this is the part of the game I always love, where people try to meta, how would Craig think? Okay. Florakis and Hill, your next one. Scooby-Doo, Monster Boogie. That's gotta be real. Yes. I don't want to give credit to the other films, but there was some level of creativity well, creativity that could be also be put into a porn film, but anyways, <laughs> uh, they are at least puns. Yeah, yeah, this like is, this is nuts. Yeah, it should have been like Scooby Doo Boogie Doo or something like that if it was a real Scooby Doo movie. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with this. This is kind of case like 50 50 for me, so whatever you think, I'm with you. God, I mean, to be honest, I couldn't care less about <laughs> Scooby-Doo. The, there we like, go. the length of Scooby-Doo's career is the most inexplicable thing. No one has ever liked it. Yeah, I reckon it's not creative enough. I'm going to say Scooby-Boo. Okay, Scooby-Boo? Yep. I was hoping because of the boogeyman that might have sort of thrown you a little bit. But apparently not. Yes, uh, don't worry, I'm not that proud for <laughs> telling which is a fake or a real Scooby-Doo <laughs> title. Although, I just want to say, you talk about the idea of, oh, it's not creative enough for, for a Scooby-Doo film. That bodes poorly for this next one in terms of interpretation. Pussy Willows, your next one. Are you ready? 
Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword. <sighs> is is this real or fake? When I'm spitballing Scooby-Doo, potential Scooby-Doo titles, I like to imagine Scooby-Doo saying the title. Yeah. And I, it, it just doesn't doesn't ring true to me. Samurai Sword? <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies. I don't think that's real. Because it does sound really shit. But then also Monster Boogie. Wait, that one wasn't real, was it? That was that was me, yeah. Oh, okay. Nah, this one is you as well then. Yeah. Do you think this one... Do you agree? Yeah, I yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Scooby-Boo. Boo! Is it Scooby-Boo? Boo. <gasps> it's real. Wow. It is real. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write them a letter. <laughs> that's the great thing about this game is when you realize it is real you're like oh it's, so it's not even the gutting fact that you've lost a point but also that that exists <laughs> yeah i'm also getting about losing the point i'm not gonna lie well hopefully you can make it back throughout this quiz okay so now we go i've been thinking for 10 minutes your next film are you ready yeah. yes daphne and velma Daphne and Velma. Yeah, just Daphne and Velma. Two characters in Scooby-Doo. I, I, I know that much. Is Then it wouldn't be a Scooby-Doo thingy straight to thingy thing. Was it not? I, 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 I don't know if there's a common theme through all like Scooby-Doo straight to DVDs. Like, I just feel like it's not a Scooby-Doo film if it doesn't have Scooby-Doo in the title. That's my theory. Also, I'm a big fan of Velma. I think if there was, or and Daphne, I think if they had a film, I would have watched it. Mm. I'm not sure that's a good way to make this decision. <laughs> I, I mean, it's better than I've got. Scooby Boo, please. Scooby Boo. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Scooby Boo. <laughs> nope, it's real. Sad. Yeah. Uh, on the bright side, we now know what Alex is going to be watching at some point this week. <laughs> I still want to watch Boss Baby 2. I've got a full schedule. You, wait, have you seen the first one? Uh, yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Someone told me not to watch it, so I did. What about the Netflix series? No, I haven't stooped quite that low yet. <laughs> Nearly there. Okay. So, Florakis and Hill, your next one. Scooby-Doo, Music of the Vampire. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> but, uh, what? Do, what music does a vampire make? It's such an obscure thing to have. I, I hope it's very gothic. You imagine it must be some sort of like organ, like Phantom of the Opera-esque. Yeah, but cheaper because they can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's just on a cheap Casio keyboard. I don't. I mean, if they've stooped as low as the Sa- Scooby Doo and the Samurai Sword, I feel like, and the music of the vampires, it's such a. They're so two disconnected things. I can't imagine Craig. Imagine Craig would try to make something that made more sense than that. If Craig had made it, it would be sort of the fangs of the vampires. It would be something that sounds like a real movie. This is so obscure in concept. But the thing is, Craig is a sadistic person. If you could bring two real stupid titles beforehand and then he makes another stupid one, but creates it, make us think that it's actually real. 
Mm. This is a nightmare. I know, right? <laughs> right. You, I guessed last time. You guessed this time. Oh, no. Because I'm not going to lie. I love music. I love vampires. I hate Scooby-Doo. So this is like a very mixed feelings right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go very... Mm. I'm going to go very meta with Greg and I'm going to say it's fake. I say I'm going to say boo. Okay, so you're going Scooby-Boo. Oh, I don't trust you. But yes. Are you happy with this die? I'm not happy with anything at the moment, but yeah, we'll go with it. A sadly profound answer, more than so than I was expecting. Okay, Scooby-Boo? Nope, it's real. It is indeed real. Grief. I, d- I didn't expect that Greg would break us with Scooby-Doo. I didn't think a lot of things, to be honest, but here we are. All right. Pussy Willows, your next one. Are you ready? Yes, yes. Although I have some questions about Boss Baby 2 for later. Okay. So your next one is Scooby-Doo in Mecha Mutt Mayhem. Now, it is... Is Mecca the holy place or some kind of robot? Robot. Okay. I think that would be a bit weird for Scooby-Doo to make, like, make an animated film in a deeply religious site. It's a very old cartoon. A lot of them are quite problematic. Um, These are straight-to-DVD films. I think most of them are probably being made around, like, the 2000s era. Yeah, because the 2000s was really, really, really good. Muslim people. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd be really good at this round because I do quite like spooky kids shows like Scooby Doo, but I didn't watch the straight to DVD thing, so I'm got a frigging clue. And I feel like Craig knew that about me somehow. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna. I'm. I think we just guess. To be honest, because I I, 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 I think it's real. There we go. We'll go with real Scooby Doo. <laughs> sake, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> ask a question hello is there is that because there's one called mecha mutt menace or is that a fever dream i had there's one called mecha mutt madness which is a which is a short okay so it is not a director dvd film but there is a short with a slightly different name Oh, so they might actually be things that exist that we're like, oh, I've heard of that word. But- I, I will I will say, I'm expecting Paul, Alex and Ed to understand the matter of this somewhat, because this is very similar to who's that Poke Motion picture that I made them do for their Endgame special. <laughs> and already Alex is looking at me with such levels of disgust. Whatever the Scooby-Doo version is of, like, Digimon films that you're going to throw into Pokemon titles, you mean that sort of thing? Possibly. Yeah, because that also had Alex just going, right, well, I know nothing about these films. Ed, do you know? <laughs> Again, similar vibes. Okay, are you ready for your next film? No. Should we go on strike, all of us? He can't stop us all. Let's <laughs> if he didn't want to be, If he didn't want to be here, you shouldn't have accepted, right? Don't forget, two of you already got out of this. Right, your next film. Like the Hunger Games. Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Again, Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. And Kiss. And Kiss. The rock band Kiss. It's all in capitals. Yeah. What did we say last time, Ed? Hmm? We said. 
Would uh, no, well, no, we can't meta game it quite this much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if they've done, they frequently do like collaborations, don't they? In, in the sense of, you know, they've done WWE ones. So them being with Kiss is a fairly straightforward concept, I guess. If they're doing and that to be fair, if they did do something with Kiss, they probably would call it Rock and Roll Mystery. Yeah, yeah, that's a very sort of boring title after the fact that it's called Kiss, isn't it? Yeah, um, I thought it was like yeah. alluding to Scooby Doo's potential romantic life, but I mean, I haven't seen the film. Maybe it is. Um, we'll have to watch it. What you think Gene Simmons gets with Scooby Doo at the end of the film? Yeah, I mean. We know that Scooby-Doo is capable of these feelings because he has that nephew who's f***ing cursed. Sorry, that was language, but, you know, what's he called? Scrappy-Doo. Wait, what does Scooby-Doo's sexual prowess have anything to do with having a nephew? Well, dogs in this universe are clearly capable of these things, and therefore... Yeah, dog... Okay, uh, we are going down a slippery slope. Scooby-Doo, please. So... Is there a film called Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery? We say yes. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo? Yep, yeah, it does indeed exist. Uh, Kiss, as I understand, have done a number of uh, these sorts of specials. That's why Family Guy did their own series of, like, mock ones. And then also have Kiss on as well. I have no clue who Kiss are. They were just a, they were just a rock band. Well, not just a rock band, but they're a rock band. If you saw the makeup, you'd you'd recognise them. Black and white sort of makeup they have. Okay. And now we're back to our Witness Protection Agency. Steph and I, your next film? Scooby-Doo and the Wizard of Oz. Mm. God, I hate this. This comes down to properties and, like, who owns what. It is one of brothers. No, it's it's Warner Brothers. He owns both of them. It's got to be that. Yeah, over the years, they will have definitely smashed together every single toy they have. And it must uh, be. And there's going to be, you know, Scooby-Doo's looking for, like, his Scooby snacks. And he's like, the Scooby snacks were on your back all along. Like, a la Wizard of Oz. I can see it. Here's the thing. I don't know if they're allowed to, wit- to use same like the same titles i think i think there was something yes warner brothers does technically owe wizard of oz but there's also like a legal issue with disney i don't remember what it was but it is like so complex so i think that the the, the entity of wizard of oz can exist in scooby-doo but i don't think they can use the title hmm God, we go into so legal things right now. Well, we are lawyers, as, as everyone Oh, yeah, knows. sorry, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is our area, and you've gone super deep on this. I'm going to trust you on this. This, If you're right, you're a genius of knowing Warner Brothers legalese. Yeah, if, if, if I'm wrong, I'm most likely will have to go to witness protection myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please see this in court? Just die there, like... I'm going to go with you on this one. Yeah, I think guilty. I think guilty. Yeah, like, I'm willing to go with you. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because notably in court at the end, the guy goes, well, you got me. I did indeed do it. And I wouldn't have got away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky lawyers. And your miserable witnesses. I'm going to say, I'm going to say boo. I'm going to say fake. It's, it's a boo. You're going boo? 
Yeah. Scooby Boo. However, your logic is slightly wrong because there is Tom and Jerry in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where I got the inspiration to do that one. Oh, no way, but the thing is, Scooby, it is technically Warner Brothers, but it's also the uh, the Boomerang uh, channel, isn't it? Yeah. But Tom and Jerry is directly Warner Brothers yeah. through the animation. Yeah, Tom and Jerry also had like Tom and Jerry in the Chocolate Factory or something, didn't they? Uh, there we go. I'm glad that your sanity has been satiated by this. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get everyone else through this. Okay, so now we're back to Pussy Willows. So Paul and Lucy, your next one. Scooby Doo, the Sword and the Scoob. What does that even mean? I haven't got a Scooby. No, we've already had a sword one, haven't we? The samurai sword, yeah. Uh, yes. It's a play on sword and the stone, isn't it? So yeah, that's what it would appear to be. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. Personally, I feel like Scooby Doo doesn't fit into a universe where he would be involved with the sword and the stone. Uh, that was my reason for why he wouldn't be with the Wizard of Oz. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and Craig just had a little smug, self-satisfied kind of look. When, when I've I... had that look this entire game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is just quite a smug. That, that made me think he was really pleased with coming up with that himself. So now I'm not sure. Nah, that's fake that. Scooby-Boo, I think. But I will wait for Paul to also that, that, I, I'll, I'll defer to you on this one. Yeah, it's a Scooby-Boo. If I'm wrong now, I'm going to cry. Scooby-Boo? Both of you? Yes. Yeah. Mother f- I saw Dai smiling a lot through that one. Why were you smiling, Dai? It Scooby and the sword is sword real. Scoob. Yep. And they fly on a dragon. Yep. As they did on the one with the, the Japanese sword one. They seem to fly yeah, on, a, Dai, we, on a magic we, dragon. This was this film was briefly discussed in the King Arthur episode that we did a couple of months ago. Oh, of course I remember that. Yeah, we, we speculated whether the sword came out of Scoob as well. Yeah. But I do love Paul and Lucy's uh, logic that they were just like, oh, I don't think that that world like, blends when we have had samurai swords. So it's like, yeah, samurais can exist within Scooby-Doo, but not knights. What the hell? <laughs> but a, like, a haunted samurai sword, I feel like it's just kind of a generic story. Yeah. That is something that like Scooby-Doo would deal with. But the sword in the so- stone... The sword in the scoob? Like, why is the sword in him now? What has happened? Do we have to pull it out? Will he bleed to death? What a vet bill's like in America? I don't know. There's too many questions. In America? Is Scooby-Doo from America? Yeah, and the sword in the scoob is a very British British story. I, I don't yeah, know what the rules are so in America. Did he come into Britain or did the sword go to him? See what I mean? This is my problem. If you're American, are you covered on the NHS if you come over on holiday? That's the other thing. No. No, they need insurance, probably. I'm just thinking of the samurai sword being more spooky. Does that mean, like, Warner Brothers has katana? Is there, like, some sort of, like, sword that, like, captures the souls of their victims? Like, Rick Flagg's just there, like, saying his, like, crappy line from Suicide Squad, and then Scooby-Doo's like, ooh. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. These are all great discussions which should have been had in the King Arthur episode. Ed and Alex, 
Your next one. Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy? Oh, that's real. I've watched that. <laughs> oh, cool. You've watched it. We all feel Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to mess around with this one. If literally you've watched it, then yeah, of course it's real. Why? How? Um, I spend a lot of my time just watching things that aren't that good. It's it's a hobby. That's how I watch Boss Baby. Is that why you do debating? Yeah. Is it really? Is it really bad that every time I hear that name, I don't immediately think of the monster, the mummy, and think of, like, Scooby there with some, like, child who's, like, a victim of, like, divorce or something and is just, like, crying and, like, it's, like, some sort of, like, one of those educational videos. Like, why is this child alone? Scooby's there for them. <laughs> like, why do I keep thinking of this? Probably okay. because Craig's involved in the creation of this game. Okay. So there's one left at each of you. So let's do this. So Steph and Dai, your final... One. Thank goodness. Scooby-Doo and Batman the Brave and the Bold. Oh. Uh, bloody Warner Brothers. <laughs> do they do they own both then? Yeah, then they own both. And they could Six. easily do that because it's Warner. Uh, but, oh, no. I don't think. I think this is too far. But it's I mean, such a thing to but do. But I really want the scene where... They're like, wait a minute, you're no bat. You're just a man in a bat costume. And then they reveal his ident- real identity. Bruce Wayne? Rora. Yeah. I, I don't have... <sighs> Here's... Okay, you said uh, Scooby-Doo and Batman the Bold and... Brave and the Bold. The Brave and the Bold. Mmm. That sounds so specific. Mm. But then we've already had one that's that's the Scooby-Doo jammed up with the literal title of another property. So you can imagine Craig could go, ah, I'm going to catch them flat, catch them flat-footed now and put another really specific title in front of it. This could be a clever, devious Craig trick. Here's the thing. I do remember seeing something like that, but I don't know if it was a short or like a YouTube thingy or an actual film. Like mm. at this point, all the Warner Brothers properties become scrambled in my head, uh, and that's mainly because of Space Jam. <laughs> um, I feel I have to push you for an answer on this one. Okay, I think I'm gonna say real. I'm gonna say real. Okay. Okay. So Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yep, it's real. Oof. You see, it was the it was the brave and the bold. That was the part that was like, this is so specific to the show. Well, yeah, because it's literally just there is the Batman, Batman, the brave and the bold. So it is literally just the two things together. Batman has quite the history with Scooby Doo. Like in the old shows, like they had the whole like, oh, like they team up with the Three Stooges and stuff. And like I think Adam West, like Batman, showed up in one of them. Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> Crazy times. This one seems to be from 2018. Yeah, this one This one is. It's crazy recent. Yeah. yeah. Who's making these? Is someone living off of just making rubbish Scooby-Doo movies? They're still making them in 2021. Like, these are still a thing. People are still doing these. God, anyway, I don't understand the world. Welcome to Times. Anyway, Lucy and Paul. Your final film. 
Big Top Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, I feel like that one's fake because Scooby Doo is canonically a bottom, but <laughs> I think that may be me misunderstanding what Big Top means. Did we establish this in the sword in the Scoob? <laughs> if he never ingested the sword or was stabbed by the sword, that's just... Can we stop talking about the damn sword and talk about if Scooby-Doo is a top or not, please? If if this is a sequel to the sword one, then the sword wound could be in like a crash kind of situation. I don't know if anyone remembers Crash. Which crash? The one about racism or the one about sexy car crashes? Sexy car crashes. So the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Uh, let's go with Scooby-Doo because I, I don't know if I know anything about anything anymore. This has shaken my belief in existence. Scooby-Doo, please. Scooby-Doo. Yay! I believe, as as Lucy at one point said, it is circus. I I, I always struggle to come up with titles for my scripts, but this has taught me I really don't have to worry about them anymore. (laughs) Okay. Ed and Alex, are you ready for your last Scooby-Doo? I don't want to think about Scooby-Doo anymore. Okay, well, thankfully, you don't have to, because your last one is Scooby-Doo Scrappy's Last Scrap. I oh, really probably. hope that's about Scrappy Doo dying the horrible death he deserves. Yeah, on that base, I'll just go real, I think. I don't think it's real, though. I, I, I don't think yeah. they'll stop Scrappy scrapping. Well, I mean, it could be a fake out, right? Like, it's his last scrap, oh, but, but, but it's not really. Like, people retire all the time and then just come back to life, don't they? So. <laughs> as much as I kind of hope that Scrappy Doo is dead, I don't think the Scooby Doo universe has come to that yet. I'm I'm very unconvinced, but if you think it's real, we can go with that. I, I, I mean, I don't know why you fixated on the idea of this scrappy dude dying. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> thought about it a lot. Ed. I don't. Okay. I don't think I don't it's mind. real. So you're going Scooby Boo? Yes. Scooby Boo. It. Uh, it's it's fake. Oh, that 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 is hey. a. Re- because as Alex rightfully points out, it's unlikely that they would make a director DVD film which depicts the graphic death of Scrappy Doo. They should. I would watch that. Ooh. So, David, at the end of that, could you tell me the scores? I kind of imagine the like DVD cover just them like huddled around like Scrappy with like a flower in his hand, like you know, just like laying there. So uh, we have Thoracus and Hill with four points. We have uh, the Pussy Willows with two points, and we have uh, Ten Minutes with four points as well. So it's a tie between Thoracus and Hill and Ten Minutes. Okay, so so that is one point for Lucy and Paul. However, David had a small request if there was a tie break. So, Dave, uh, so David has one more film title that he would like to test. So this will be offered to both of you simultaneously. David? Alex, should we just say this is real? Before, uh, <laughs> I feel this is all kind of just who can shout quickest. Okay. It's Scooby and the Last Temptation of Doo. Boo. Boo. Yeah, false. Okay, so the quickest to get uh, to get there were 10 minutes. So you're saying it's Boo, and that means that Floracus and Hill are left with Doom. 
So it is indeed boo, which means the extra point goes to Alex and Ed. So David, the final scores at the end of that round. Uh, yeah, so we have the Pussy Willows uh, on a total of four points. Uh, Ten Minutes also has four points, and uh, Florakis and Hill have seven points. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, I can't believe that through a whole thing of a Scooby-Doo, we've talked about two crash films, mm. uh, about the possible possibility Scooby's top or bottom. <laughs> yeah, this, this game literally broke everyone. It's like, I can't believe it. It's just another exciting day on the Endgame special. Okay, so let's move on to round number three and let's pick up some of the spirits because I think we're starting to dwindle, although Ed has literally just left the room. Is this our very first Endgame dropout? <laughs> Scooby-Doo really did break him. Okay, so while we wait for Ed, I will at least bring up the name of the next game, which is a good old classic, We Finish Each Other's. This is the Comedy Greats edition. Let's check in with the newly formed team. So, Lucy and Paul, how are you finding this this working relationship so far? Well, well I, I haven't made a, f- a major faux pas since the first time we met, so I'm counting this as a win so far. I think I would be winning if I was with Shelley, like, just to be honest. Um, oh, D- Dan uh, carried my team last time, I, you know. Yeah, maybe if I was with Dan, I'd also be winning. Um, but I'm I'm fine with us two being the obvious ones who were carried when we won just sort of chilling together as we just miserably fail at this yeah it's sunday night you know just yeah like steve's cooking a lovely sunday roast right now paul i thought you might have had an advantage with the scooby-doo round you you know you have a, a son you might have had a lot of direct i'm gonna be honest the mention of pets was very triggering because i don't know if i've mentioned this but my cat did die quite recently right let's move on to we finish each other's the comedy greats edition so, these lines have been recognised as some of the comedy great lines in movies. What we're going to do is we're going to play the first half of a clip, and I want you to write down the quote that you think is coming next. If one member of your team gets it right, or close enough to it, you will get a point. If both members of your team get it, you get three points. For this round, there is to be no conferring. So, are we ready for the first clip? Yes. Yeah. So I forgot to say that this this clip comes directly from Doctor Strangelove. Okay, so let's go then. So Alex, what do you think it is? Um gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Steph. Uh gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Lucy. I said, kiss each other and go your separate ways. Aww. <laughs> Ed. This is the war room. Die. This is the war room. And Paul. This is the war room. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This is indeed the war room. And so... That is David. How, that's how many points to which people? Uh, so it's pretty well. It's pretty much only Pussy Willows had the one point, and then everyone else had three. Excellent. 
Okay, are we ready for clip number two? And this comes directly from Dumb and Dumber. Pullover! So that was pullover. I'll play it again. Pullover! Right, so Paul, what do you think the response is to pullover? I haven't seen it for 25 years, but I'm going to guess you pull over. Okay, Ed? I'm in for the one scene that I know from Dumb and Dumber, which is, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Okay, die. I went for, okay, and then the stage directions say, and they pull over to the right, over a cliff, into a river of lava. As they crawl out of the river of lava, we see Dumb and Dumber's faces have been melted off, and they say... Should have pulled over on the right. I take it Di is not a fan of the film Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Frankly, I've not seen it, but I thought this is the most likely explanation. Lucy? Oh, I said no, it's a jacket. No, it's a jacket. Steph? No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. And Alex? No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Oh, and- I... So the reveal, the reveal is. Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Yeah. So for the fact you said no, it's a piece of clothing. I'm going to let uh, Lucy get the point for that. I actually, I was trying to be a twat. I didn't realise that that was actually <laughs> the line. I was trying to be funny. Uh, well, unfortunately, that sort of backfired, but in your favour. So. Okay, clip number three comes from the spy spoof series, Austin Powers, specifically from the film Goldmember. All right, Goldmember. Don't play the laughing boy. (laughs) There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures. So what is the other thing that he cannot stand? (sighs) Could you play that again? Absolutely. All right, gold member. Don't play the laughing boy. (laughs) There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures. I genuinely can't believe how stressed out I've made all of you with this game. (laughs) You're the champions! Come on, embrace it! I'm never speaking to you again. (laughs) I think for these ones as well, it's just the thing of... I'd rather just not have a clue like I did for Dem and Demma, but then... If I, I understand the concept of what the joke is, just not what the, not necessarily what the actual punchline is. Right. Yeah. They're all I feel in. depressed of coming out with a bad joke in response that, you know, it okay. might be in the ballpark of being right. I don't know. For Di, yeah. what do you think it is? I just put uh, intolerant of other people's cultures and the French. So you've gone for the French. Steph? Okay, not gonna lie, this took me a while because I was literally writing multiple different countries because I knew it was one of them. So I went with the one that all the Middle Europe hates and I said, and the Dutch. You've gone for the Dutch, Ed? I went for the French. You went for the French. Lucy? The Dutch. Paul? The Dutch. Alex? Also the Dutch. And the answer is? All right, gold member. Don't play the laughing boy. (laughs) There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What? Yep. Damn Dutch, yo. 
damn Dutch for some reason. Okay, so that is three points to Pussy Willows and one point for the other two teams. Are we ready for number four? It's literally five amongst everyone. <laughs> nice. This is a level game, as a champion's cut should be. Clip number four comes from a film that I watched specifically for this podcast, which is Groundhog Day. He might be okay. So what comes after he might be okay? Uh, I'm going to specify an action happens next and then it's the line. Okay, so we'll start with Steph. And the car explodes. Well, no, probably not now. Ed? Uh, yeah, car explodes again, you know, or maybe not. Lucy? I said explosion and then he maybe he's still okay. I think I got it wrong. Okay, Paul? Uh, I, I went with no, he isn't. Alex? Well, no, probably not now. And I? I went with I take it back, although I spelt it, it's take it back. Okay. So the answer is. He might be okay. No, probably not now. Okay, so the way we're going to do this is, David, anyone who is exactly right, they'll get the point, or if an entire team is three points. However, if anyone is in the same vein of just, okay, he's not okay, they'll get half a mark. Well, there's obviously the negatives of people saying, like, no, he isn't, etc., or not. Yeah, the negatives, I think, are half mark. Um, And then you've got, I take it back, and he might still be okay. I think I take it back is also a negative, so it gets a half mark. I cannot award a half mark to he might still be okay. Okay. So it's like one and a half, one and one and a half. Cool. All right. Your next clip comes from Harry Potter and the Chamber of of Secrets. So this is the scene where Harry meets Ronald uh, Ronald Weasley's dad for the first time, and he has an interesting question to ask. Okay, apparently this is uploaded in the wrong order. This is actually from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> you know, I always wanted a child, and now I think I'll have one. You know, I've always wanted a child, and now I think I'll have one. I watched this film two days ago. Does that mean you know the answer? Yeah. Cool. Okay, David, how many answers are we waiting on? Uh, they're all in. They're all in. Okay, so Steph? I'm toast. Die? For dinner. Ed? Whose child? Alex? On toast. Paul? You should have used protection. Do you have any idea how much a child costs to raise? (laughs) 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 I wish it was that. Oh, a level of pessimism only a father can have. (laughs) And Lucy? She says, On toast! And the correct answer... You know, I always wanted a child, and now I think I'll have one. I'm toast! And the next line is, step on it, Max. I literally, that film is ingrained in my soul. Okay, what? I, so realistically, I think that's one point to everyone. I think for Ed saying something which is about the idea of eating the child 
will get half a mark. And I think Lucy gets a bonus point for like the exact pronunciation just out of nowhere. Yay. Thank you, Craig. I take back all the horrible things I thought about you. You can never take back a thought. That's the sad thing about it. Okay. David, uh, are you good to go? Right. So now this is the Harry Potter clip. And in this clip, uh, Ron's dad has a question for Harry. Now, Harry, you must know all about muggles. Tell me. So what's the question? Ed was straight in on that one. (laughs) Yeah, copy and paste from when I thought you were doing Harry Potter the last one. (laughs) I will be nice and I'll tell you the, the next two words, which are what exactly... Oh. So, Lucy, if you want to alter your answer, I'm willing to let that happen. I feel like David will know how I would want to change it. It's just how I've ordered the word. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They're all in. Okay. Could you read out Lucy's, please? <laughs> what is the exact purpose of a rubber duck? Okay. Uh, Paul? I've never seen the film. So, um, what exactly is the airspeed velocity of a laden swallow? <laughs> <laughs> He mentioned a bird. I think we should get half a point. I, I'll decide that later. Uh, Steph? Tell me, what is the function of a rubber duck? Okay. Um, Ed? What exactly is the function of a rubber duck? Die. What exactly is a toilet? Okay. Um, Alex? What exactly is the function of a rubber duck? And that answer is... You must know all about muggles. Tell me, what exactly... It's the function of a rubber duck. There are some points going out all round. I'll let David figure that out. In the meantime, I'm going to set up this final clip. Our first animated film of this round, and also the last animated film of this round, because this is the last question of this round. This is from The Incredibles. Are we ready? No. Planet is dinner for two months! The public is in danger! Look at the people squirm. Okay. Paul, what did you go for? Well, the greater good can go swivel. Can go swivel. Okay. (laughs) Ty, what did you go for? I haven't seen any of these movies in this list, so I've gone for... And I'm talking about my lamp Sander and five naan breads. (laughs) That's what she's got for her evening. Lucy, what did you go for? the greater good i'm your wife god damn it it's a good film okay uh ed the greater good i am your wife i'm the greatest good you are ever gonna get greater good i am your wife i am the greatest good you are ever gonna get and fun fact she never actually appears in the film yep steph greater good i am your wife i am the greatest (laughs) good you're ever gonna get and let's hear that answer There's a lot of people out there very happy with themselves. I'm going to say now, obviously there is not going to be the word in a Pixar film. (laughs) (laughs) But but basically saying like, you know, greater good, I am your wife. I'm willing to give half a mark for that. Yay! 
Can it I also sense. suggest bonus points? Four. To Steph and Ed for just being so specific on the, like, uh, question marks. So it's like literally the greater good question mark. I am your wife, exclamation mark. I am the greatest good you are ever going to get, exclamation mark, which they both put. And I appreciated that level of detail. Okay, editorial. <laughs> I have the exclamation marks in, but then I deleted them because I was like, that's uh, too nerdy. Well, um, your team has already had a bonus point, so... Yeah, I would have only given the one team. I, I will say, yeah, Lucy did put exclamation marks, but... <laughs> <laughs> but also got a majority of the quote wrong, so... Okay, so David, with those bonus points that we've agreed on, uh, tell me the final scores for that round. Okay, so we have... Uh, Flarkis and Hill have ten and a half... We have Pussy Willows have nine and a half, and we have uh, 10 minutes have 13 and a half. Cool. So, so that means that uh, Alex and Ed win the round, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Steph and I in second, Lucy and Paul in third. Yep. Okay, fantastic. That was a necessary evil to be able to get us to our fourth round, which is the brand new round, Double Feature. So I've been experimenting with combining some of my favourite films to make them even better. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you the basic plot of my brand new films, and I want you to tell me what my film is called. So the way that you work this out is that they're basically two film titles mish, uh, mashed together. The last word of one of the title will be the first word of the other film. So the example I've given you there is Little Monsters, Inc. So that's the film Little Monsters and Monsters, Inc. combined together. This is a quick fire round. So... The way that you get noticed is you have to say the word yas as quickly as possible. Any questions? Can I object to having to say the word yas? Can you can you think of another another free free letter word you could say quickly? Yes. There we go. You could say that instead. I, I didn't think we'd have a moral objection to any of these games, so I'm actually impressed. Okay. I can't believe I'm on the team with you. So you have to wait for me to finish the entire title before you can answer. If you if you answer quicker than you should, you are out for that round. Right. Are you ready for plot number one? Yes. Yes. Simba, Mufasa and Scar attack the city of New York and climb the, high, the highest building. Yes. yes. That was Alex. The Lion King Kong. The Lion King Kong. Number two. Woody, Buzz, and Mr. Potato Head want justice for Andy's murder, so hire some advertising space outside an American town to ask the police why no arrests. Yes. Steph? Okay, let, let me think about it. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Yes. <laughs> right, Lucy. Um, Toy Story 3 Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, that's not how it works. What? What? What do you mean that's not how it works? 
No, it was over though it will make it with like one title in combination of the two titles. Yeah, it is. It's, a th it's to the third Toy Story film. 3. Ah, oh, Toy Story 3. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, got it. Yeah, just for, I will time you out if you go, yes, I know it. Uh, let me think exactly what the answer is. Okay. But that's the only numbers one. So that should make people reassured. Okay, number three. When a sports agent is fired, he decides to put his new philosophy to the test as an independent agent, and the only clients who stay with him are a cat and mouse. Yes. Paul. Tom and Jerry Maguire. It is Tom and Jerry Maguire. Number four. The aristocratic Crawley family and their servants are airdropped into Somalia to capture a warlord. <laughs> so I'm laughing just because Ed's turn was just spectacular. Crawley family? Yeah, so that again is the aristocratic wall. Yes. The woman in Black Hawk Down. It's not the woman in Black Hawk Down. I know half of it. So I'll just say it again. The aristocratic Crawley family and their servants are airdropped into Somalia to capture a warlord. This is kind of like two words combined, though, isn't it? Yes. I think it's it worth noting. Yes. I know what I know. Ed, what is it? Is it Black Hawk Downton Abbey? It's Black Hawk Downton Abbey. It is also my favourite. Uh, yeah, I'd say this is like my favourite one. Right, next up. Various men all fall in love and try to win the affections of a magical nanny. Yes. Paul? There's oh. something about Mary Poppins. There's something about Mary Poppins. I had to resist the urge to write a cum line in that because I thought it would just desecrate too many peaceful memories. Okay. Next. An alcoholic divorcee and a group of heroin addicts get involved in a missing persons case. That's just a Saturday night where I'm from. Yes. <laughs> Steph? The girl on the train spotting. The girl on the train spotting. And the final answer for this, uh, the final question for this round, the ultimate Monty Python outing. Monty, oh yes! Monty Python's <laughs> meaning of life of riot. <laughs> that is literally the most excited I have ever seen Lucy. <laughs> it was indeed Monty Python's meaning of life of Brian. Okay, so David, what are the scores for that round? So uh, Pussy Willows were leading on four points with 10 minutes on two and Thrakison Hill on one. Yeah. You really ruined my dyslexia. <laughs> my, my brain is it's, it's ruined. Okay, so David, what are the uh, total scores now going into the final round? So still in the lead is Florakis and Hill with 10 points. Coming up close behind, though, is 10 minutes with 9 points. And then Pussy Willows, who are also close behind, with 8 points. Okay, this is, this is nail-biting. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay, so I guess we'll have a quick talk with the second places so far. Because this is a... This is a similar situation to what you were in in your last endgame, right? Uh, going into this round in second place and then uh, we're able to take the win. So, how are you feeling? 
it's only a game. It doesn't matter. Oh, shit. What happens if we lose? What happens if we lose? What happens if we lose? <laughs> well, what's interesting is... Go on. I, it, as long as it's not Scooby-Doo, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> it's actually interesting. because You haven't actually told any of you what the prize is for the winning this game. Is it all them Scooby-Doo DVDs? Do we get to watch Pedersy again? Well... We will tell you what the prize is uh, once you've actually won it. So for now, let's go into our final round, which is, as always, Mojo Mind, the mastermind with a twist. So as usual, I've taken three film lists by the the, uh, YouTube channel Watch Mojo, and I've written 10 questions where the answers will be entries on that list. So the way this will work is the team currently in third place uh, will choose which of the lists, A, B, or C, they want to go for first. In the round, the most correct answers within the time limit wins. So we are adding a rule change for this one. Um, So it's slightly different from when you would have played it before. If you pass on a question, if there is time at the end, once all 10 questions have been gone through, I can read out the questions again, and if your partner knows it, they can now answer it, but it'll be worth half a mark instead of a full point. So, for example, say that David and I were a team, if David didn't know one of the answers that I knew, I would have to wait until the end to see how much, uh, to see if I could then have the chance to answer it. But like I said, it would only be worth half a mark. As always, not all of the answers are going to be directly which film is this or that. It's basically just getting you the words. The the example I use all the time is, what can you suffer from if you end up in a car crash? And the answer is whiplash. Everyone's ready? So in that case, in third place so far is Pussy Willows. So would you like list A, B or C? What do you think, Paul? Um, What what was Finger's favourite letter? (laughs) Oh, he was a fan of all of them, see? That's the problem. Mm. That's what I liked about him. Um, B for black, because he was a black cat. Oh, you're going for B? So the list you have chosen is top 10 Razzie-winning movies we secretly love. Oh, we're sorted. Okay, and also, who's going to be answering, like, the odd questions? Who's answering the even questions? I was going to say, can I do odd? Yes. Okay, so in that case, the first question will be for Lucy, then Paul, alternating. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Yep. Your time starts now. Lucy, what is sex on the beach? A cocktail. Correct. Paul, which of the Rocky franchise contains this quote, I will break you? Rocky 3? It's Rocky 4. Lucy... Which controversial film detailed the working lives of strippers? Hustlers. Showgirls. Paul. If I were to ask you to marry me while stood completely naked in the streets of Cardiff, what would that be considered? (gasps) I know. (laughs) Okay, Lucy. Which cowboy was portrayed in the film Tombstone and then received a second film portrayal in a film sharing his name? Pass. Paul. 
What is the full name of the sequel to the film starring Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz as the title characters? Charlie's Angel Full Throttle? Correct. Lucy? Yes. Sharing his name with a popular Adam Sandler film, who is the villain in the Simpsons spin-off Chief Wiggum P.I.? Sharing his name with what? Um... So, with a popular Adam Sandler film, who is the villain in the Simpsons spin-off, Chief Wiggum B- uh, P.I. Uh, Abby Gilmore, I don't know. Big Daddy. Paul. Name the character popular, uh, popularized for the philosophy of stealing from the rich to give to the poor, as well as the title that they share with the Disney character Aladdin. Prince of Thieves. I need the full answer. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Correct. Lucy. Which Sylvester Stallone sequel's name technically contains a logical contradiction? Uh, uh, Rocky something. Uh, no, Rambo something. Oh, I don't know. Pass. Paul. Which film popularized the found footage format for the horror genre? Blair Witch Project. Correct. So going back, uh, going back to your first pass is, um, if I were to ask you to marry me while stood completely naked in the streets of Cardiff, what Indecent would that be? proposal. Correct for half a mark. So which cowboy was portrayed in the film Tombstone and then received a second film portrayal in a film sharing his name? Wyatt Earp. Correct for half a mark. And then finally, which Sylvester Stallone sequel sequel's name technically contains a logical contradiction? No, I've got it. Your Rocky passing... It's uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. <laughs> and that is all your questions. So, David, how did they do? Uh, with the two halves, it was five points. Five points. Excellent work. Okay, so we now go to second place, which is uh, we had to, uh, we spent more than ten minutes thinking of a better team name, and this is all we could come up with. Would you like list A or C? Ed, Are you no, I don't know. Um, let's go for A. Okay, so you're going for A. Um, would you like to say who's answering odds and evens? Can I have evens? I like even numbers. Sure. Uh, also, if, if you're not sure, don't don't guess anything like in the past and then come back to it later. Okay, I'm glad we like, have this chat. Because <laughs> because I heard some like random guesses in the first round, like we shouldn't do that ourselves. Okay, so the list you're answering is top ten movies that are better than Best Picture winners. To clarify, of that year. Okay. All right. This isn't just going to be like <laughs> randomly across the board. It's specifically of that year. Sure. Okay, so Ed answering first, Alex second. Okay, you ready? Sure. The time starts now. Ed, covering the events leading up to the assassination of a prominent global terrorist, what film title is the military term for half past 12? Zero Dark Thirty. Correct. Alex, what term can uh, mean both precisely midday and an event or confrontation which is likely to decide the final outcome of a situation? Uh, pass. Ed. Which film, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, and Justin Timberlake, 
details the creation of a successful website that has since gone on to commit various data pr uh, privacy breaches. Social network. Correct. Alex. Uh, which film is often described as the best film ever made and is used extensively by university film modules to demonstrate masterful film crafting? Yeah, pass. Ed. Sharing its name with a pizza brand, if a group of lads go out of their way to assist you in a situation, what would you describe those guys as? So sharing its name with what? A pizza brand. Pass. Alex. Uh, which film was praised for being one of the first war films to delve into the brutality, uh, brutal... Saving Private Ryan. I, I started or finished. And the issues of survivor's guilt from World War II. It is Saving Private Ryan. Ed. Given how disastrous the current state of the world is, if you wanted the world to end, what would you request to happen? Pass. Alex. Which film originated a slang term which, according to Urban Dictionary, describes anything of questionable masculinity? Uh, Brokeback Mountain. Correct. Ed. Sharing its name with an iconic horror thriller, how might people describe an ex-lover if they were particularly over-the-top with aggressive controlling behaviour? So what was it sharing its name with? An iconic horror thriller. Pass. Alex, which sci-fi epic feature uh, features the villain HAL 9000? Uh, Space Odyssey? I need the full name. Uh, 2001, uh, Space Odyssey? Correct. Okay, so your first pass was what term can mean both precisely midday and an event or confrontation which is likely to decide the final outcome of a situation? Is that high noon? Correct. Half a mark. Uh, which film is often described as the best film ever made and is used extensively by Universe? I started to finish. Uh, university film modules to demonstrate the masterful film crafting. It is Citizen Kane for half a mark. Sharing its name with a pizza brand if a group of lads go out of the way Goodfellas. to assist. I started to finish. In a situation, what would you describe those guys as? They are good fellas. Uh, given how disastrous... Uh, that's half a mark as well. Given how disastrous the current state of the world is, if you wanted the world to end, what would you request to happen? Apocalypse Now. Correct, for half a mark. Sharing its name with iconic horror thriller, how might people describe an ex-lover if they were particularly over the top? With psycho. Aggressive, with aggressive controlling behaviour, it is Psycho. So that is everything. I chose the wrong fucking number. <laughs> 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 I mean, there were a couple else. as well. I think both of us had a couple, didn't we, that we didn't get, so... I did love watching Steph through some of those. I'm not going to lie. Just Everyone else was listening to that pizza question. Like, they're a bunch of dominoes? <laughs> they're a bunch of Papa John's? <laughs> they are indeed a bunch of good fellas. <laughs> the cheesiest question on this, no pun intended. So, David, how did they do? So, yeah, a great clawback there at the end, which brought them to seven and a half points. Excellent work. And now we finally come to the ones who started it all and will they end it all? But it's Florakison Hill Witness Protection Agency and lots of caveats within the brackets to insist that they are legitimately disappearing. Okay, so you're left with bracket C. So your last question is who wants to answer which set of questions? Can we know what the list is? Everyone else was told after they decided. I hate this. <laughs> but I will give you a hint. Based on the fact that the first list was about Razzies, 
and the second one was about films that should have won Oscars. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe there's a theme. Okay, uh, I like being odd. I-, I like the odd ones. Okay. Okay, so Die is going second. Steph is going first. Your list is top ten movies that are hated for winning Best Picture. <laughs> oh yes. The time starts now, Steph. What type of people did John Legend sing about in his song of the same name? Ah, uh, pass. Die. Based on the novel by Michael Ondai uh, Daichi, uh, written in nineteen ninety two. Which film stars Ray Fiennes, Juliette Binoche, and Willem Dafoe in a romantic war drama set at the close of World War II? Oh, um... Pass. Steph. Once Prince Charles finally becomes king, what would people be watching every year on Christmas Day, in brackets, if they were a filthy monarchist? Whoa, that was a lot. What? No, pass. Die. (laughs) Die. If Egypt were to have a referendum to leave the African Union, they would be voting to get what? Uh, Sorry, could you repeat the question? If Egypt were to have a referendum to leave the African Union, they would be voting to get what? Pass. Steph. Which film gives name to the term where two people are in a car, but instead of riding in the front seat, the passenger goes in the back? Die. If you were to dye a copy of the Bible in the colour of a lime, what would you now have? <laughs> the what? So, all these words. A green. You've got a green bite. You've got a green mile. The green light. Green hornet. I can't accept any. It's green book. You've said too many green book. Uh, Steph. Now awkward to watch, given the disrepute of the lead actor. What would people consider the winner of Miss America? American Beauty? Correct. Die. Sharing the same colour as a previous answer in this set, which film about the lives of Welsh people in the South Wales Valleys won Best Picture over Citizen Kane? How Green Was My Valley? Correct. Steph. Which film follows the romantic affair of a famous playwright and poet during the time he is writing his most well-known piece? A Sex We're In Love. Correct. Die. If Piers Morgan, Katie Hopkins and David Walliams all happen to be guests on James Corden's Carpool Karaoke, what would you want the car to do? (laughs) Uh, Explode dramatically. Is that a movie? Crash. Okay, so your pass is, uh, what type of people did John Legend sing about in his song of the same name? Ordinary People. Correct, for half a mark. Uh, so the novel by Michael Ondaatje, written in 1992, which film stars Ray Fiennes, Juliette Binoche and Willem Dafoe in a romantic war drama set at the close of World War II. Equals Patience. Correct, for half a mark. Once Prince Charles finally becomes king, what would people be watching every year on Christmas Day? If the King's Speech. Pokemon. Correct, for half a mark. If Egypt were to have a referendum to leave the African Union, they'd be voting to get what? Out of Africa. Correct, for half a mark. Uh, which film gives name to the term where two people are in a car, but instead of riding in the front, uh, the passenger goes in the back seat? Driving Miss Daisy? Uh, that is correct, and that is one of your questions, so you get the full point. 
And yeah, that's all of your questions. Yeah, I should have said the other one. I should have, I should have gone with even. Sometimes that's... <laughs> that was the most stressful thing that's ever happened. There's so many words flying at you at once. It's like dictionaries fall on my head. You said like green everything, bar book. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was, I was trying to stop you with green book and crash. I was like, no. I was screaming at the phone. Especially considering we were talking about crash earlier. Yeah. And I knew Steph would love that one as well. Like, that was most what I was expecting. Also the John Legend one, that threw me off. Yeah. We were talking because we were talking about La La Land beforehand, so that's where my head went. But I completely forgot that ordinary people is an actual song. Yeah. Okay. So David, what happens in that round? Right. So uh, coming in with five points, as I said earlier, it was Pussy Willows. Uh, then with six points is Florakis and Hill, uh, just behind that, as we mentioned before, seven and a half points to ten minutes. So the final scores of that round. The uh, final scores overall, I should say. Sorry, David. So it is. And work it out and tell us in reverse order. So we have. Oh my god! So Pussy Willows with nine points. Yeah. and Hill with twelve points. Ten minutes with twelve. Oh, another tie break. You would have thought after the last time, I would have prepared for this, and yet I haven't. Can we just do tied winners again? That sounds fun. Yeah, it's nice. It's a case of David. Given what the given what the prize is, do we want to have tied winners? I don't think we can. And it's we had a mission here today. We had a mission here. Why, today. why do you, why do you not like people winning, David? <laughs> why don't you like people winning? I'm fine with people winning. I just don't want multiple Pudsy the movies in our podcast. Uh, I think we should go for like the closest to a number sort of tiebreak question. I think I've got one, Craig. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so here is your tiebreak question. We're looking for closest to. How many feature length films released by Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment, a.k.a. Straight to DVD. How many feature-length films have been released by that studio? Only the animated uh, only the animated films, which have been produced and distributed by Disney. To be specific, they're produced by Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Television Animation, Pixar, and or Disney Toon Studios, but are not released theatrically. They're not films that were made before Disney owned them, but now Disney do own them. Um, well, they were made by Disney, right? Yeah, so. I'll give you a hint. There is, yeah, like because they're features, there doesn't tend to be one of one potential studio. It tends to be mostly television and animated films. Okay. I think it is safe to say we will have a winner. Despite the fact that the first answer I received from we spent more than 10 minutes thinking of a better team name and this is all we could come up with, gave me the answer 59.5 for feature length films. Yeah. We went short in 59.60, so we thought we'd fit the difference. Okay, so you've gone for 59.5 and 
Flarkus and Hill witness protection program. You've got on the wrong side of the mob. We'll ensure your disappearance forever is in our, uh, in our witness protection program. Have given me the answer of 120. So it gives me great pleasure to announce that the correct answer of how many feature-length films made by the Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment section was 57. So the winners of the Champions Cut of the Endgame are we spent more than 10 minutes thinking of a better team name and this is the best we could do. Congratulations to Ed and Alex. You are the ultimate winners of the Endgame. Given that you announced me at the beginning as a semi-professional quizzer, I don't know where that came from, by the way. Uh, I'm rather <laughs> pleased to not be, you know, dipped in ignominy <laughs> right now. So, and now we need to tell you what your prize is. David, tell the people what they've won. I'm scared. <laughs> so, uh, Ed and Alex, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, in which we were discussing the nuances of this, uh, but... Previously, you have suggested a film that we should uh, focus an episode on, and we didn't want to just go back to that one again. You know, usually involves being involved in that episode as well, if you suggest it, unless, you know, Alex just bailed last time. <laughs> no, um, so this time, we are giving you control of an episode. You guys have the opportunity to present an episode, which means giving us an end game in which me and Craig will be the guests and we'll have to face off against each other. So you will get to choose a film, a topic and an end game for a future episode in the future. We won't put any dates to it just so we can have as much scope as possible. But that is your prize. Yep. You are the first guest in history to win an entire episode of Well Good Movies the parent show to the end game. Can we do the same film as last time or is that bad? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so congratulations to those guys. However, I feel that we do need to go to the very close run, uh, runners-up of Thoracus and Hill. Like, fantastic effort, uh, fantastic effort today, uh, both of you. How are you feeling? Uh, uh, David? Mm. You're lucky you're far away now. Because uh, you have definitely well got with, with this protection. <laughs> also, I just want to say, to add to this as well, uh, David was the one who suggested the Scooby-Doo game. Oh, David! <laughs> oh, I can't was, wait to see you again. It was inspired by the King Arthur episode, so blame die. <laughs> I, say, I did love it, to be honest. It was like a surreal nightmare masterpiece. <laughs> We've done Scooby-Doo, we've done Pokemon. I could dread to think what will be next. 
And of course, uh, and finally, just uh, uh, before we go to like our official goodbyes and uh, saying where we can find everyone, like Paul, again, great effort for dealing with uh, for dealing with somebody who not only was this your first time meeting them, but it also throughout the history of this podcast has been a whirlwind of chaos. So I think you've de- you dealt with uh, with Lucy quite well. How are you feeling after today? Obviously, you got off to a bad start with me thinking that Lucy had, um, was joking about the dead cat. Yeah, but so did I. I, I just didn't say anything. <laughs> I think maybe in future more questions that specifically only a 38-year-old from the Ronda could answer would really help me out in any future quizzes that I may take part in. That would be really helpful. Okay, I'll see what I can do with that. But also, yeah, uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again soon. Because it's been a while since you've been on the traditional episode uh, traditional episode with us so it'd be good to get you back on at some point i am tempted what was the team's logic on on numbers especially because there was so much deliberation the amount of disney spin-offs that is um i did a lot of pub quizzes the year before covid and i felt like that was one of the facts in a pub quiz so i vaguely knew a number and then me and ed were just like 59 60 yeah <laughs> for the entire five minutes you were just like no yes no and then just <laughs> Steph, Ty, what was your logic? I just sent Steph a lot of random numbers and then he came back at me with like a lot of facts and statistics. So we I went with that. that. To be fair, I would go, I would go have maybe gone that high just because when you think there's things like recess, the you know, like recess or grown up and all this kind of stuff listed in there, like a Gargoyles movie, if you're including Disney Channel stuff, it does seem quite likely to be quite high. Yeah, that's why I was asking about Pixar or different IPs because... Because yeah. obviously I remember up to a point, like I remember like VHS became more popular mm. in the 90s and this is where the Disney went into. But after a while, I didn't keep, keep a track, so I have no idea yeah. what there is out there. Okay, but with that, that is the end of Endgame, the Champions Cut. So David has just told me in a private, private message that maybe he would like me to take over the reins of the show permanently so well good movies is now mine so i'm gonna do the sign off for once uh and if david doesn't like that despite the fact that he told me to take back the power we'll fight so let's just find out where everyone is so lucy where uh, where can we find you what are you up to god where am i up to at the moment oh sensitive comedy's back i forgot fantastic ah fantastic but i just like styled it out and everyone thought i was just naturally very funny is all part of the gig. I did see that clip. <laughs> it's, yeah. Have you seen that? It's yeah. bad. Yeah. I literally stood there and I was like, I just knew this. Where's that gone in my brain? So I was like, oh, I'll just have a chat when we girls. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. And I wore a lovely dress and I got very drunk. In a spoons around straight people. Yeah. It's at the Queer Emporium. How about you, Paul? How can we find you? Where can, uh, what are you up to these days? Um, you, you can find me being passive aggressive about screenwriting rejections and um, pictures of ceilings that I find interesting um, on Twitter and Instagram at Saul Huntman. I, I do, I do love some uh, some of the observations of ceilings you point out. I don't know why they're just fantastic. If anyone wants to submit any, I do have guest ceilings sometimes. So. Nice. And now that I'm able to travel a little bit more, I am visiting different ceilings. So hopefully, I can find some interesting ones to send over to you. And now we'll uh, we'll go over one last time to our favorite uh, favorite mob uh, mobsters uh, defendants slash witness uh, relocation program. So Florakis and Hill, where can we find you guys? Steph, what are you up to these days? I'm all around. Nobody doing much. 
I spent all my day off yesterday binging both Midnight Mass on Netflix and the third season of Sex Education all in one day. So my brain is fried as Mm, not cursing yeah. and i'm really glad of myself not cursing this time around um but yeah besides that uh, you i can be you can find me on twitter at sypluragis where basically i either complain too much about film or i love him too much about it uh my bank account is crying i shouldn't be spending so much money but hey i got a new job so there we go what about you die any projects in the works you can find me at the museum of cardiff which is the newly reopened Oh, you're open again now. Yeah. So between Wednesday to Saturday, you can find me in person in a physical museum, which is a thrill. Uh, and also you can check us online. There's a lot of new um, film content we've got coming out uh, in association with a charity, um, basically about the history and stuff to help with um, keeping it going. So lots of stuff going on. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And finally, then over to our latest champions. Ed and Alex, is there anywhere we, where we can find your thoughts, any projects you'd like to promote, anything you'd like to tell us about? I don't really want people to find me. Um, <laughs> I, none of you deserve that. Like, it's not worth it. Dai was just like, here's a place in public, in a building where you can exactly find me. And then you were just like, nah, don't want that. <laughs> I am just going to find your Twitter and make sure it's shared in the socials of these, of these episodes. <laughs> No, don't do that. Follow Alex on Letterboxd to find her review of Boss Baby 2. <laughs> I mean, I still think my favourite tweet I've ever heard about from Alex is feel like shit, just want Club Penguin back. And then she got a reply from Club Penguin. I was so embarrassed. I thought they were dead. I didn't realise they would reply to me. Um, it felt very awkward. I went back on Club Penguin. It was shit. So Can you make a follow-up one? Be like, feeling like shit. Just want Habbo Hotel back and then Habbo Hotel responds. <laughs> Ed, where can we find you? Online or in, in person, I guess. Like most most of my spare time is done like doing online quizzes. You can find them on Facebook, various different online quiz leagues. I'm, I get mostly get questions wrong in, but occasionally get questions right. You'll now be pointing people towards this podcast. You'll be like, if you want to see me winning a quiz, then go to Well Good Movies. <laughs> Occasionally, I might know a couple of things. If you want to see me know a couple of things, come to Well Good Movies. Yeah. I like that Ed said in person, but like really doubtfully, like it's a challenge for someone to go and find Ed in person. But yeah, so thank you very much for joining us, guys. David, if they want to find us, despite the fact that they can already listen to this podcast, as they already are, how can they find us? Uh, yeah, well, like I said, you can uh, listen to us wherever you do listen to podcasts. If this is your first time listening on whichever platform, there are many others available, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, over on Anchor, or on our website, freshtakehub.com slash wellgoodmovies. You can catch us on all the socials, Twitter, at wellgoodmovies, Facebook, and Instagram. And yeah, keep an eye out because obviously recently we've had our 50th episode and now this. So it's been a lot of celebrations and a lot of like, ending of a big long running series etc so we got some exciting fresh rebooty stuff happening very soon and that leads me to say that the end game isn't gone forever we will be having a new season at some point we'll be looking to expand so it's not just going to be previous guests of the shows but we have an opportunity for viewers to potentially apply to come on as like their experience and basically turn this into like a full-fledged game show and there will also be opportunities for all of you guys to come back, whether you want to come back in like your existing teams or if there are like other team combinations you want to try out and really go for it. That's also possible. 
but thank you very much. This is a project I've wanted to do for some time, and I'm glad that it's come to a beautiful climactic end. And with that, all I can say is endgame time may be over for now, but it's not forever. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you all soon. And well done to Ed and Alex. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Dedicated to Fingers the Cat.